Welcome to Strong Runner Chick Radio, a leading online community where our goal is to educate, empower, and connect female distance runners across the world. We believe in healthy running, fueling, and embracing our strength as female distance runners inside and out. Through interviews with top professional, collegiate, and master's level runners, leading dietitians, coaches, sports psychologists, and runners of all shapes and sizes, we hope to spread the message that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to distance running. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks, welcome back to another episode of SRC Radio. Today, I have here Carly Wilkes who is a wife and mother of two beautiful, fun kids. She's a certified health and PE and English language teacher, a personal trainer of 13 plus years, and a competitive athlete since 2008. She's been a Spartan elite athlete since 2015, and that is actually how I know Carly. And she also loves the outdoors, camping, good food, spending time adventuring, and traveling with her family. So Carly, Super excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Um, So Carly and I, as I was saying, met in Spartan racing, but I always like to go back to how you originally kind of got your start in running. Where did that begin? You know, that began like when I was 12, not competitively, of course, but my dad would get up at five in the morning and he would run three miles every day. And I just got to the point where I was 12 and I I wanted to be with him. I wanted to go do that. And so I would get up and I would go with him and I would run as far as I could. And then I'd wait for him to turn around and come back and I'd run back with him, you know, and eventually um, I did that a few times and I built up some endurance, but I took a long break from running through my high school years. I just focused on, well, track, Um, long distance running. I didn't really do until I got into college and until I had my first child. So like in 2008, I got married and my husband was like, I think you should get back into running. And so I started running and I was fairly good at it. And I started with 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. And I just, you know, it just escalated from there. Um, And then after I had my son, I actually raced four weeks, three and a half weeks after I gave birth to my son, I did a half marathon. And I did really, really well. And I was like, okay, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to competitively race. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Love it. So ever since you were young, it sounds like, and then competitively race, did that lend itself to Spartan racing after? It did. Um, I just, there was like always something more that I wanted to do. Um, I did half marathons. I did triathlons. Um, I didn't ever do like a full distance triathlon, but the Olympic distance was enough for me. (laughs) Um, And then I did a few mud races that weren't any specific brand, I suppose. They were just kind of some charity races. And it was like the funnest thing I had ever done. Um, And so that was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, But I also had a sister who was a power lifter. And so I, I really wanted to try that. I wanted to see if I could be strong and skinny, you know, like (laughs) I knew I was wimpy, but I wanted to see if I could get strong. So I tried that. And in the middle of that powerlifting training, I did my very first Spartan race in Boise, Idaho. And I was was hooked. Um, It was so cool. Like my sister and I signed up for the elite. I didn't know what that meant. 
and I think I placed ninth or seventh, but I was just floored. It was so much fun. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, yeah. were you pretty much hooked? Yeah. From yeah. there, I've been, I mean, I still do powerlifting. I still not as competitively, but in my training and I do barn racing and trail racing. So, and a little bit of mountain biking. Wow. And multi-sport. Yeah. And then you just got off the, off the hills of skiing, uh, off the mountain. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I just like to do everything. I think it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then along with that, um, you do, it sounds like this ties in perfectly to the work that you do, like your, you know, your passion as a, a health and PE teacher. So um, yeah. did you always know that you wanted to be a PE teacher or how did that passion originate? Yeah, I've always had like a really deep appreciation for my body um, and just for health in general. Like when I was three, I got a really bad virus that made my body look like I had juvenile arthritis. It was a really bad virus. Um, they still don't really know what it was, but it was scary enough that the doctors told my parents that I could potentially be in a wheelchair. And, you know, I don't remember that experience. I was only three and it lasted for about eight months. But my parents would always remind me of that story, how it was kind of like a miracle and how I was, I was healed and, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. I always think about that. So I'm like, man, I got to do something with my life. I've got to take care of my health and make the most of this gift. So that perpetuated me wanting to be a health and PE teacher. Yeah. Very, very neat. I love hearing how people first got started. Um, in all your years of teaching, um, you know, is there any like one biggest lesson that you try and really pass on to the kids that you teach? Yeah, it seems like the, the the lesson I teach again and again and again has to deal with determination and hard work. <laughs> because at the end of the day, they have to be accountable for their work ethic, for their grades, for their homework, you know. And I always try to tell them, you're going to be so glad if you can develop this, this habit and this work ethic because it's going to overlap into other areas of your life. Um, and I try not to get too... They're only in junior high, so I try not to get too intense with them. But yeah, again and again, I remind them, hey, if this is on you, you've got to be accountable. Yeah. Um, how has sport or like, you know, Spartan training for you helped you develop the strength within yourself? Like what has that journey been like for you? It's been really good. It's been, you know, at times it's been really hard. Um, I feel like I've been super hard on myself for the most part. And in recent years, I've realized this really doesn't have an end. Like progress does not have an end if you're doing it right. And I think before I just wanted to be perfect. I wanted to be perfect at every obstacle. I wanted to have perfect races. And so when that didn't happen, I felt so defeated, you know? Yeah. Um, and now I realize like perfect is lame. It's, it's all about being better. And finding a way to do things better and effectively and smarter so it's played into everything the way that I train women I always, I'm always trying to talk them into doing a Spartan race you know not everybody oh, wants yeah. to <laughs> I try and do that too like it's really fun yeah. yeah yeah and I've had quite a few of them do it and um but for the most part I think at the end of the day the feedback that I get from the women I work with is they feel good about who they are 
-hmm. and they like themselves and that's huge yeah that's really what matters most at the end of the day yep mm -hmm. so rise up athletics for those who don't know what do you do what does that kind of look like is it personal training i can also oh. hear myself repeated on your end oh okay <laughs> You're good. I'm going to try this and see if it makes a difference. It's okay. Is that better? Yeah, it's a little better. Okay. I'm not sure so, what I'm doing here. Yeah, I'll re-ask so, the question. So what does Rise Up Athletics look like in terms of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis with your clients? Um, so I only work with clients, like I only work with five clients at a time because I do work full-time. Uh -huh. um, most of them are really early in the morning and I work one-on-one -on -one with them like once a week mm -hmm. and then the times that I don't meet with them I've customized and catered a program to yeah. to their goals this sounds a lot and, like me too with the working yeah. time it's like okay we can either do early mornings or evenings yeah. or evenings yeah that's yeah. how it is but I kind of love the early morning crowd because they're the ones that are super determined like they have busy lives. They need to get on with their day. Mm -hmm. And so they are the very focused clients that I really love working with. Yeah. Yeah. But I also do nutritional programming. Um, I have, I've branched out to doing more online training now. So I have actually clients all across the U.S., which is kind of exciting. Um, I had a lady from Australia reach out to me for nutrition. <laughs> I have wow. no idea how she got my oh. info. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she did my nutritional program for her and her family and it was really good wow yeah that's awesome so it sounds like you're a woman of many many talents like you do a lot of different things in in your day-to-day -day life and you're a mom too so how do you balance it all right you probably get asked that a lot like how do you manage your own workouts your own training train other people and also you know be a mom to kids and have a family yeah, it has been a balancing act from the get-go. And I've, you know, I've changed it and I've morphed it. But when it's all said and done, I had to find something where I wasn't feeling the mom guilt. A lot of moms feel guilty when they take time for themselves. And, and I was feeling that. I was feeling bad that I was leaving my kids to go exercise. And it sounds really silly because we absolutely need time for ourselves. But I decided if I was going to feel that way, then I was going to make it a priority to get out of bed early. And so my workout for myself happens. I get up at 4.30 and I train from 5 to 6, 5 to 6.15. And I'm home. I get the kids up. I go to work, you know, start the day. And that helps me so much. Just getting up early, making no excuse and getting my workout out of the way. Yeah. But, I don't know. Everything else falls into place if I do it that way. <laughs> You're crushing it. So you get up and you train yourself first? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or either I will train with a client depending uh -huh. on that client. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really great that you're able to do all that. Yeah. Has there it's ever been maybe a point in time where, or like a lesson you've learned from trying to balance it all? Yeah. Don't compare what you do to what somebody else does <laughs> because you got to be happy with the way you do it in your life and you're going to always find a reason not to make things work so you have to find a reason to make things work and just 
if things don't work, be okay with changing them. Yeah. Um, I know there's lots of moms out there that are struggling. I struggled with when my kids were really little doing, you know, garage workouts and baby stroller, double jogging stroller, two dogs, two kids, double wide Bob stroller running for miles. And I don't regret ever doing that. That to me was precious time and good memories. So whatever you have to do, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love, I love seeing like you and Jill Griffiths and Brooke Bowen and the whole Utah crowd just really, um, and all the moms that I know out there are doing great things and just finding a way to balance your motherhood with your own training is really neat. It's fine, but I look at you and I'm like, you are so busy and in so so many good directions that I kind of wish that had been me, you know, eight years ago. I wish I had had the focus that I see you and a lot of athletes in their 20s that they have. Because I'm like, man, if I had that focus, I would be fierce. I would be so... Oh, you are fierce. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I mean, there's that to be said and also just living your life too. So, you know, it's a a balance. Yeah. I think making the most of what we have and it's it's really like you just said not to compare right like I think yeah Yeah. just there's so much there to be said about not comparing so yes absolutely a lot of peace in not comparing (laughs) yes yes um so what's getting you excited this year like what are you looking forward to any upcoming races you're pumped about well, I've got uh, Vega Zona, the Littlefield, Arizona one in March. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'll be doing the super and the sprint, and my kids will be doing that with me, the kids' race, of course. Um, I actually had to, this year, I had to actually send in an application to be in the elite again because, <laughs> because I didn't quite race enough last year. But I had one race where I placed in the top 10, so they, they said I could qualify to race in the elite again. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, good for you. <laughs> I gotta make the most of that. Yeah. So I've got that one. I have a local race here um, in May, just a small one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got Boise and Utah um, and several trail races that I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna be doing a, kind of like a sky run, but not quite. It's, it's in the Tetons and it's one of the most vertical climbs Ooh. there is. It's gonna be hard it's gonna be good <laughs> yeah oh that sounds really fun yeah lots of variety I did a lot of variety last year and I was really really happy with it um and I want to kind of keep doing that because it makes me feel just balanced and focused and I meet a lot of awesome people when I do that so I enjoy it hmm. yeah yeah for sure um well those all sound really really exciting things coming up, you know, um, very cool that those are upcoming. Anything like personally or professionally that you're looking ahead to this year? Yeah. Um, I'm going to get my English language learning endorsement for my education degree. So I'm going to be going back to college (laughs) (laughs) and, and that's okay because I love to learn. Um, and then I am actually writing a book that I plan on finishing Oh my gosh. Finally. Yeah. It's, and it has nothing to do with racing or running. It's actually a ghost story. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. So, 
You're a ghost story writer. Yeah, and I love, it's just a good spooky story um, that I have actually worked on for about eight years. It's just been on and off, and I, I made a goal to finish it this year, so I already have an editor lined up and everything, so I'm really going to do this one. <laughs> yeah, good for you. That's so exciting. We're definitely going to share it out once it's released. <laughs> I'm going to read it. And it might, yeah, it yeah. may be like the biggest flop, but I'm still going to finish it, and my kids want to read it, and my family wants to read it, so it might just be for my family. <laughs> hey, still, it's still very cool. Um, so. Yeah, I think you kind of touched on some advice that you would give to maybe looking back like your younger self, you know, in a way. Yeah. Like wanting to get more involved. Is there anything else that you, advice you would give to someone who's either just going into college, getting out of college around that time in terms of their, their running career, their life that you have? Um, you know, just take take opportunities that come. Don't be afraid of of something that's different. Um, don't be afraid to branch out in different avenues as well. Like I love to say, you don't have to be branded. You don't have to be stuck doing this one thing just because you've done it a few times. Like you can definitely change and grow and branch out. So experience that and come away with kind of a growth mindset of, okay, what did that do for me? What did it teach me? How am I going to go from there? Um, yeah, and don't, like, don't focus on perfect. Focus on on better. Just get it a little better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good stuff. I love it. Uh, our final question that we ask all our guests is, what does being a strong runner chick mean to you? I just love it. I love seeing the community that Strong Runner Chicks has kind of built. I love seeing women confident with themselves and willing to reach out to another woman and say, Hey, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to build you up. There's no competition between us. I just want to see you become the best version of yourself. We'll do that. Um, it's a community built on building women and empowering women. And you don't have to be a certain shape or size or have an athletic background. You just have to have a passion to move your body and discover who you are and enjoy life yes oh all about it okay actually with that being said so that was kind of our final interview question we asked most of our guests but i did want to do a a bonus just kind of a story from carly about something i noticed that you had posted yesterday we were talking about this before we got on the episode and never brought it up um that really resonated with me and I think probably a lot of like a lot of moms out there will resonate with this one about, um, well, maybe you can tell us, Carly, just kind of the situation you came across with your daughter and her friend. Sure. So my daughter is six and she had her little friend over and they were dancing to some music in the living room. And, um, and I was in the kitchen and I overheard my daughter's friend. I'm going to tell you my daughter's name so it's not confusing. My daughter's name is Eden. So I heard Eden's friend say, we need to lose some weight. We're, we're getting fat. And she was pointing to her belly. We need to lose some weight. And how old is your daughter? And my daughter's six and her friend is six. So they're in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And I kind of stopped thinking, oh, 
oh dear, I want to hear this. And I heard my daughter respond and she said, no, you don't. Weight means you're strong. You need some weight to be strong. And I was like, yes. You know, that's like the mom moment that you just live for because ah, (laughs) I just want her to feel strong and good about herself. And I didn't really talk to her too much about it afterwards, but I definitely told my husband about this experience. And he was like, you know, it's so important for our kids to understand their value and that their value has very little to do with what they look like, the shape and size of their body. It has everything to do with their hearts and their desires and like their spirits and their excitement, their energy, you know, and their Mm -hmm. talents. And so we've decided long ago that we were going to focus on that as we parented and to kind of see that come full circle was really a happy moment for me as a mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it it triggered some thoughts that I had when I was about 12 years old. Um, I had a family member comment to my dad, your daughter better slow down or she's going to be a heifer because I was eating a lot of food. (laughs) And I remember my dad didn't even say a thing because he knew I was growing. He knew I was hungry. He knew that I was so much more than my shape and size. Yeah. And so I'm so glad that my dad, he didn't even say anything. He didn't, he brushed that comment aside, but I, I listened to it. You know, I heard that. And then later on, I did some dancing and my ballet teacher, I expressed to her that I wanted to go to college and and become a dancer. And she said, well, you need to lose some weight. And here I am, 5'8", maybe 128 pounds, you know? Yeah. And I just didn't even think twice about it. And so I hope that's how my daughter is. I hope she realizes how strong and fierce she is and that she's got a strong and big mom and I don't care. I'm glad to be strong and tall and I'm happy. (laughs) Yeah. I think happiness is so, so important. And you know, your, your weight is not your worth. You know, I think that's really big too. Yeah, absolutely. Such a good message to end on. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I think there's just so much there that I hope our listeners kind of pick up on that and I really like the story and how you shared your own experience too. So thanks, Carly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see you at a future race. If you're know, listening, you- and for those who are still listening, if you ever want to try a Spartan, just reach out to Carly or me and learn Do more. It. Yeah. What's the best way to connect with you, Carly? Oh, um, you can find me on, I'm on Instagram, um, just under Carbeep. K-A-R-B-E-E-P. Yep. And you can connect with me that way. Um, I'm not the best at social media, but I try. (laughs) (laughs) You're great at it. So, all right. Well, thank you. Um, We'll we'll make sure to cue that up in the show notes so people can connect with you that way. Give you a follow. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Like I said, hope to see you at a future Spartan. Are you going to be at Arizona? I won't. No. Next one's probably okay. Seattle. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hope thanks, you have fun Megan. there though. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Carly. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Hope you enjoy this one. Be sure to leave a review. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. 
Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chicks.